moments, if the Lord will allow, I want to try to um, correlate some of the things you've heard, explain and, and bring context and framework for us. For many, we've reduced the coming of the Lord. And for those of you that are new believers, it's a prophesied event. Uh, one third of the Bible is prophetic, speaking of days to come. But we've, we've made it an issue of facts alone, losing the emotion and the passion and the understanding found in context here. Let me read this verse to you. It was referred to earlier. Uh, John 14, Jesus said to his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Who? His sons, his servants, his friends, his disciples, his bride. If you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. We believe in the coming of the Lord, not just because we are believers and not just because we are uh, uh, firm believers in and trusting in his truth and in his ability to keep his word, but because he explained to us the passion behind it. The Bible said that he that hath this hope of Christ's return purifieth himself, even as God is pure. The motivation for the preparation of the believer, the motivation of the story of the rapture is not so that we can say, told you, I picked the date. It's so that we won't be ashamed at his coming. That we'll be ready, mind, body, soul, spirit, that we won't have to tuck anything in the way in the closet. We won't have to unplug anything from the wall. We won't have to delete any history that we will be ready, prepared. It's, it's letting us know not just his role in the coming for his church, but our role in being the faithful bride that has only drank from one cup, his not drinking from the world's cup, not drinking for the cup of a unified false religion that is sweeping the world today, not drinking from a carnal cup, an unclean cup, but the one that he offers us. That makes communion so much clearer now when we take communion. We're not just remembering his death, but the purpose of it. To redeem us unto himself. This ought to be the echo in your heart today from this, this first part of the lesson. That where I am, there you may be also. We have in this room today newlyweds. We've got people that have been married uh, just a few weeks. We've got people engaged. And there's something precious and tender uh, about that. Regardless of the couple, there's the unique uh, blushing of the bride, the excitement, the ring, which, you know, uh, you can't define love by the ring, but as a token, it is, this is my uh, view of you. It's, it's my commitment to you. It's my, it's my promise to you. And we often focus on the bride, but and this is hard for me to preach because it's beyond uh, belief that he could feel this way about me. The groom gets 
silly. The, the groom get, you know, an engaged man, he, he just becomes a puppy like a, he just, all he wants is for that day to come. So if Christ feels that way about you, doesn't that change the rapture, the promise of his coming, the us going unto him, and you seeing the emotion coming from him? That's what motivates our holiness. That's what motivates our living in self-denial. When he comes And y'all, I'm just so limited in my uh, ability to articulate this because I can do it in the natural, but to think that I'm part of this uh, puzzle, I, 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 I reach for words and ways to explain it. If I did not see Kelly for a year or two years and I came home to get her and she smelt like another man, you see? That's why we purify ourselves, and we make sure that although the world has a strong, pungent, common, cheap, cheap cologne, we don't want it on us. We don't want to embrace it. Now, I can't help walking into a room that has that fragrance, but I'm not going to uh, commit spiritual fornication and let the smell of the, the world be upon me. This promise of his coming is a beautiful, tender, uh, uh, purposeful teaching to, to bring us into uh, not just an expectancy, but a preparation do you see now how we've reduced it to, I don't believe in the rapture. I believe in the rapture. You, either one of those statements can't be just said without context. And if he's coming for me, the issue now is not me picking the time. It's that I am ready, packed up, prayed up, ready to go. I'm ready. No other distraction. And, you know, I've been very clear to you that, that I believe he's coming before the tribulation period. You know, if I'm wrong, listen, he comes pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, I'm gone. I'm going. Whenever he comes, I'm going. But let me tell you why. In this context, now this is one reason. There are many, and I know we've got astute students of the Word of God in this room that believe at different times of his appearing, all of us believing that he's, he's coming for us. But in this context, the argument is often made, well, of course, he's not going to come and just take us out. He's not going to exempt us from persecution. The world goes through it. That's how he's going to purify his church and all of these things. In this context, I submit to you this. The great tribulation is called the period of his wrath. Not the wrath of man, which that's the uh, contractions, if you will, the birth pains. Not the wrath of Antichrist. But his wrath. Can you imagine a groom coming to get his bride and heaping upon her his wrath? You see, that doesn't fit. 
the Antichrist, the man of sin, the man of lawlessness that will come upon this scene could be here already that we not know. He is going to be an instrument of wrath that it happens to the world. But the tribulation, the second half of it, the second part, is a, a, an issue of God's wrath being poured out. And there's no way to blend those two and say that God would go to get his bride, abuse her, harm her. Now, Christians are persecuted all of the time. Christians die for their faith, but God is not the one violating and, and doing that. He, he allows for their testimony for them to offer that to him, but it's not him. So in the context of this, we're not appointed under wrath. This is a, this is a time of Jacob's trouble, not the church. Now, the, no man knoweth the day nor the hour. Let, let me clarify that try to for you. When Jesus made the statement to the disciples, no man knoweth the day nor hour, not even the son, but only the father in heaven. I believe at that time, of course, because Jesus doesn't lie, that's a fact. He did not know. There's only one of two options today. Does he know today? We don't know. He said, no man knoweth in that moment, in that context, the day nor the hour. If he doesn't know, and he's relinquished that to the Father, it was an act of, of submission, in the, and it's a mystery in the triunion Godhead of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In the same way, God the Father, who has judgment, has given all judgment to the Son. He's God, but he'll take no part in the judgment, although he's qualified to be the judge. Jesus in heaven today, as God, would have to know everything. Are we on the same page? There's no way he doesn't know. As the son of man, he had limited himself through addition, took upon himself the form of sinful flesh, made himself lower than a servant. So in that moment, he did not know. If he doesn't know today, it's willingly. In the same way, how can God forget and blot out our sins? willingly. So don't, don't get hung up on the, the Lord doesn't know. In the Godhead, God knows when he's coming. And so whether Christ knows or not in heaven today, I, I can't be as dogmatic about that. But we, where, where we miss it is Christians that, you know, spend more time combing their hair than they read the word of God. They always say, no man knoweth the day and the hour. That's all the verse they know. No man knoweth the day and the hour. No man knoweth the day nor the hour. But we can know right when it's about to happen. How can you say that? Because the prophecies of the Old Testament are numerous explaining what the day of the Lord would be. The day of his wrath, a day of great mourning, a day of darkness and, and violence and God's indignation being poured out. He treads the winepress of his wrath, which symbolizes in the same way a man with boots would squish grapes. That's going to be mankind. God's going to judge the earth. Okay? It's the day of his wrath. Who can stand in this day? And these things that are prophesied that will happen at the day of the Lord. We know today that if the preparation is being made so that those events can happen, and we're at or near the front end of that, because he's not going to pour his wrath on his bride. God will not pour his wrath on his bride. He will not. 
Christ paid for my wrath, my sins. He paid for that. So when I see the convergence of all of these signs of Israel becoming a nation in one day, in the 1940s, Israel becoming a nation in one day, knowing that that has to happen because that generation, however God defines that, cannot pass away till all things are fulfilled. I know that if the wrath is coming in that generation, then he's coming before the expiration of that generation. You follow me? So by knowing the signs, we know that uh, when the Antichrist, the geopolitical figure, the man of sin, the man of lawlessness, the false prophet, when they come on the scene, he will institute, he will institute an, a, a one-world government. And we see the train tracks being laid today for that, the pushing. Our last sitting president was the only power player in, in, in the independent nations that stood in the way of that, being a nationalist. But as you see these train tracks coming together, that is evidence that a train is coming. It's the, the train tracks should thrill you because you know the train is coming. So we see everything towards, we're all in this together. You can have a commercial about banana bread. We're all in this together. And I'm like, what? Are you is this enough already? It's just constantly, we're, we're all one. It's one world. We're all one. We're all one. One, you know, NATO, uh, United Nations. We're, we're, all, we're all one. We're all one. So I see these train tracks. So I know that the world is preparing for a time when a man can come on the scene and make this wonderful idea the rule. One world economy. If you ever looked online at the U.S. debt clock... <laughs> And just know this, that the people that are putting that up there for you aren't telling you the whole truth. It's just like while you're dating guys, just know they're on their best behavior. <laughs> Whoever you're dating, if you're dating him or sir, if you're dating her, that's as good as they ever going to be. They <laughs> now, I don't mean they won't change and love you more. I'm just saying you need to know that's as clean as they ever going to be. He's eating with the best manners he's ever going to eat it. Best foot forward, right? Okay. Let me move on from that. So you need to know that with the economies, economies as they are, this is factual. Regardless of what CNN tells you and ABC News and, and the Motley Fool and all of them tell you about economic recovery, our nation is bankrupt. It's math. It's not politics. I don't keep up with politics. If I got John's fried chicken stand and we brought in $5,000 last month and we lost $100 million, <laughs> and I told you business is booming, I'm bankrupt. But you still got chicken. The lights are on. The line's out the door. There's a train coming. And when you see the tracks, okay, the nation, the United States, and all of the nations that are connected to us via the dollar. When the dollar collapses, it has to be ready to collapse. And when the dollar stops being the standard of the world, and we lose 40 to 80% value instantaneously on all assets... Then there's a way to come in. Now, just, just hear me out. Possibility. If 
someone came on the scene and said, okay, we're going to do a reset. That's the common phrase now. Uh, we're even, we have uh, worldwide conferences overseas entitled The Great Reset, by the way. So they pitch it to the United States. Think of the average Joe that sits at home and watches cable or, or Dish Network or, or whatever he watches. And they said, okay, the dollar is fell on bad times. And, but we, we, we could keep propping everything up, but let, let us posi- present this to you. You know, you're really not going to own anything, but you're not going to own nothing. And we're going to wipe out all debt. We're, we're already doing this now. The, the person refusing to work makes more than the full-time employee. Unemployment's not taxed, you follow me? They're making more, but we're going to take care of all your needs. The government's going to step in. The average person like, man, I've been mismanaging money for 40 years. You'll clean my slate? Yeah. Sign me up. Where do I sign? The vast majority of people are going to go, wonderful. So if you see the train tracks of fiscal irresponsibility, insanity, and the lies of saying we're in recovery... You understand that when the collapse is coming, the issue is not the United States. The issue is, is there room now for a global currency, a new standard, and one world religion? You've heard me talk about this often. I'm not so certain it's going to have a name. Your pastor's opinion as it stands today is that relativism is the one world religion. Your truth, whatever you believe. Rick Warren and his Chrislam. He comes in the door of the church 20 years ago with the purpose-driven life and then alters the gospel to a message that is not discernible, that cannot be traced to the Bible. Looking across the table at a Muslim and Buddhist and says, we worship the same God. We're, we're of the same family. This one world, one world, one world. So no man knows the day nor the hour. But if all these signs and the convergence of these signs are preparing for what I can know is coming, the day of the Lord, the day of his wrath, when the church is lukewarm and falling away, and Jesus in Revelations 3 talks about the seven types of churches, seven types at any given time, seven types of churches in the dispensational chronology of history, After he's done talking about the church, he says this. And after this, after what? The churches. I was in the spirit in the Lord's day and I heard a voice say, come up hither. And he takes us. He took me up and said, now I'm going to show you the things that will come hereafter. And all of the things we know about the great tribulation, the one world currency, the one world government, uh, the one world religion, and this man making all... I don't know who this is for this morning, but please listen to your pastor. He maketh all take a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. First off, this mark, whatever it is, whether it's a hologram, uh, a chip, a code, a gel that goes under the skin. Listen, you cannot take it involuntarily. We are judged that God discerns the thoughts and intents of a man's heart. If they held somebody down and put something in their wrist, that is not them doing it any more than if you put a gun in my hand and made me pull a trigger. Okay. And these things that are out now are not the mark. But it is conditioning the world 
so that the mark will be just as easy as taking a different credit card. Take one out of your wallet now and put it in the other. It's going to be that easy to do. So when I see these things on the horizon, when I, when I, and oh, by the way, brother John, how can you say that it's not the mark? Because nothing in the world today that's been offered and presented as the mark of the beast has with it that you cannot buy or sell anything. But we're also, we're finding out now through these new mandates and all of this stuff, we're conditioning you to, well, if you don't have this, you can't go here. If you don't have this, you can't shop here. Well, I didn't like your shop. Anyway, if you can't have this, you can't eat here. I got plenty of food at home. But it's conditioning the world. I don't want to do without those things. Now, listen, listen to your pastor. Those of you that are lukewarm are, are, are not believers. You're, you're trying to do better, but you're not a believer. So I'll tell you this much. I ain't taking the mark. There will be people in the great tribulation that will not go when Christ come for them because they are not Christ. And they don't love the Lord. They'll be here. And they will set their face not to take the mark until, until a sword is put to their child's throat or a guillotine. Until their baby needs medicine or insulin. And you can't buy or sell anything. I had someone tell me not too long ago, they said, when you talk about all this, it just, it just makes me so uh, upset or fearful. In one aspect, yes, but if you just step back from that fear and get in context, what does this mean? It means that God keeps his word. It's happening just like he said would happen. The tracks are being laid so the train of all that he prophesied in Revelation would come after the churches. He tells us about the rapture, that the, the, the man of sin, the Antichrist, this political figure cannot come on the scene and be revealed until he that hindereth is taken out of the way. Until the hindrance is taken out of the way. Some would say, well, that's the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit's still on the earth because after the rapture or in the tribulation, people are still coming to faith. It's the church. Until he that hindereth the church. And I don't mean the, the organized church like this. I mean believers everywhere. When that influence, that standard, that morality, that courage, that fruit... That conviction, that clarity is taken out of the way. Then the man of sin can come in because where uh, in the land of the blind, a one-eyed man is king and he'll step on the saints. I am not discouraged at all by what I see. I see things that are so close. I can see what's happening on the news and say, that's going to trigger that in the tribulation. Something like that's connected to what God has promised. And if that is connected and he's coming before me before that, I've got to be focused. My eyes have to be above. I have to be centered and ready. Now you see clearly how the rapture and revelation cannot be the same thing. Because the coming, the second coming is not the rapture is what I'm trying to say. I, you, can, you have to see why it's not the same thing. Because the second coming, he's coming to judge. 
And in the rapture, he's coming to get his bride. Two separate things can't be the same thing. You know, I had one preacher tell me one time, I said, well, what do you think he's going to do? He said, well, uh, on his way at the second coming, we're going to rise to meet him in the air and then turn right back around and go to the earth and watch the bloodshed. There's your, your wedding night. In context, no, it, it doesn't make sense. They're two different purposes. And I can give you something else. I know it's, he's not going to pick us up and take us back to the earth and then slaughter the world because he says, Revelation 22, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to get every man as his work shall be. We have a wedding supper and a reward ceremony set up for us. While the world is under wrath, we are drinking the wine of the new covenant and eating the bread symbolizing his death. And we're going to say, you you were who you said. You are who you said. And you kept what you said. Well, Brother John, I just believe everyone's going in the rapture. Read your word. Re- read your word. And it says, and, and who was it that he, was he disappointed in? Was it not those he brought out of Egypt? Through the Red Sea and in the wilderness? He let them all die. Because of unbelief. He said, because of your unbelief, you entered not in. This is not a works thing, but the preparation, listen, I'm not qualified for the rapture because I'm preparing. I'm preparing because I'm elected. The preparation is the evidence of the grace that makes it possible. I'm not meriting it. It's the faith. I believe in the son of God. I believe in his word. I believe in his promises. Not only is the coming for judgment, the the second coming and, and the coming, the second coming, the day of his wrath and the coming for his church are, are for two different reasons. They're for two different people. One is for the church and one is for the world. Jesus said, when he ascended into he- well, when he ascended into heaven, the angel said, "Ye men of Galilee. Oh, there it is again. Now it's got me seeing it everywhere. Why stand ye gazing into heaven? The same Jesus that is taken up from you shall so come in like manner. The rapture of the church is an event that will signify, Brooke, if you would come on up, please. It will happen at the point when the trump of God goes off. It, it, it would be as if God says, three, two, one, now. And the trump is going to go off, an angelic blast. I don't know if unbelievers will hear it. And just like in the New Testament where uh, God spoke from heaven and some thought it thundered. I, I don't know if they'll hear it or not. But millions and millions and millions of Christians are just going to vanish from the earth. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. And then we which are alive and remain. See, Pastor John, that's why everybody has to go because his body's not going to be divided. It's divided now. We have people present with him today and we're here. I'm not in heaven today. When he comes for us, we rise and we leave this earth and there will be a time of such. Can, have you thought through this? Give me just, just one more quick minute to do this. An hour after the rapture, 
the talking figureheads are going to get together and this is what we're going to say and it's going to be on all the news medias and they're going to use the individual personality to say, to say the same narrative and they're going to explain away what happened. More than likely, it will have a supernatural exp- explanation. That's the only thing I can figure. Now, I'm not saying this is a doctrine, but we've been conditioned over the last 30 years about scientific, uh, sci-fi, otherworldly something. If an angelic deceiver comes on the scene with great power, signs and wonders and says, we got rid of them. That could be part of the great deception. I know this much for a fact. God says, because they love not the truth, I'm going to send them strong delusion that they might believe a lie. And the world's going to go crazy. But we're going to be at a banquet. We're going to be in heaven. We're going to be taking communion with Jesus Christ, the Lord. The church has lost this belief. That's why we're not holy. We have lost this belief. That's why we're preparing for comfort on this world instead of glory in the next one. We've stopped believing. That's why we're joyless. We've stopped believing that he's coming. That's why we're fearful. We've stopped believing. That's why our priorities are out of whack. Who who would put all their assets on a conveyor belt that was going into a fire? Everything in the world is going to be burned up. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where thief nor moth nor rust can get to it. I hear it in my heart today. Kelly's clear as I've ever heard it. I'm going to prepare a place for you, John. And I'm going to come again and get you. Because I want you to be where I am. That's the part that grips my heart today, preacher. Jason, that's the part. Well, I believe it theologically, but I know me. You can't be moved thinking about coming to get me. You can't possibly be tearful and joyful about coming to get me. But if I close my eyes and think spiritually about what I know about him and how the prodigal father fell on his neck and kissed him and about the one that leaves the 90 and 9 and one that would give his life for me. He said, what do you mean? Not excited about you. I died for you. And he's not, I don't, I don't want to, when he comes, I don't want to have to be fixing stuff at the last second. I want to be ready. I want to be unashamed at his coming. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Do you believe? I will tell you this. If Jesus tarries and we get to do this second part next week. Ain't nobody that don't want to go going. I don't care what side of theology you fall on. How can a lie be truth? If we're going, if we're going to reward lying. Ain't no, you know, even now. And my kids, this is one of my favorite things I love when I say, anybody want to go with daddy to the, and before I say the thing, they say, yeah. Papa's, you know what I mean? I say, you don't even know where I'm going. I just want to go with you. And when I say, hey, anybody want to go with me to the store? 
and everybody's quiet. We'll have none of that. You come be with your father. I, don't, I tell him all the time, I really don't want to. I said, it's okay. I, I, don't, I don't want you here if you don't want to go. And somebody that don't love him today, you think he's going to drag you to heaven? Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ will give you light and life. My prayer for you is that you not only believe, but you enter into that joy and that preparation and the gift he paid, the dowry he paid for you. You were not redeemed with the blood of bulls and goats, but with the precious blood of the son of God who gave himself for you. It's all paid for. I believe in my heart. You know, I think of this. Um, I got to close this. That'll help me remember. I got to close. I believe in my heart that we're going to be able to look back either to know it or see it. Mark, I, I want to be one of the guys on stage that was telling people, I believe, I believe, I believe. Get ready. Be prepared. Be prepared. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. I don't care if I look like a fool. I want to be in that number where he said, when the son of man cometh, will he even find faith in the earth? I want him to say, I found it at Christ Chapel Macon. Boy, that was a ragtag group of people. Y'all ever seen how many strange, odd people that go there? there Y'all know we're a mutt. You do know that, don't you? Our church looks like you took everything and threw it in the casserole and just cooked it. But mutts make the best dogs. Make the best dogs. I, I, I just believe and I want it to be said that I'll tell you this about Christ Chapel. The world didn't look on and notice this. But in those quiet places, in their car, in their shower, I would brush by them with my spirit and they'd lift their hands and they'd say, even so, come Lord Jesus. Come Lord Jesus. Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. If he said quickly, I present to you, he meant quickly. Would you stand with me? In just a minute, I'm going to ask my brother, Mark Walter, who is a, a missionary, he and his wife, to the NASCAR community. And they, uh, are, they're there on almost every weekend, and they do church for those people, and they do it through media. I'm going to ask him to to close and pray for us don't don't not be aware of how television and the media can put you to sleep so that you don't realize not just what is happening but where you are in God's timetable the rapture of the church is a scheduled promised, guaranteed event. And we're closer today than we've ever been before. Come on up, brother, and pray for us. I know I probably pushed your buttons this morning. You're going to go home and do another lesson online. Just pray for us and bless us. Wow. Heavenly Father, I hear your voice so clear these days. That you're, you're telling us, prepare, be ready, go to the watchtower, go to the wall, 
look for my presence. There are so many people that are lost today. We see it as we travel the country. They're looking for someone. That someone is us. That we will point them to you. Not about us. Not about the church. Not about man. Not about the music. About you. Help us in these days as you draw ever so closer to us to be bold to be brazen to even maybe look a little crazy because people are going to see as things get even more difficult in this country they're going to see how you deal with those things they're going to understand what is it that person has when things just spin out of control and they're going to come to you and they're going to say why how I want what you have yes Lord and that's when we as his people can shine the greatest light the light of Jesus Christ Father help us today as we prepare in your name we pray amen has everyone got their elements together? If you were not served on your way in, would you just slip your hand up, ushers, if you will get to them? Just hold your hand up. Only a few. Now, in this context, how does this feel today? Mike, you know what I'm in my heart today? I was like, I ain't drinking from nobody else's cup, Lord. I don't care who it is. I don't care what they offer. I don't care what the reward is. I don't, nobody's cup but yours. I drink from one cup. One cup. So if Jesus is who he says he is, and mama, he's in heaven, and he knows all things and he watches, he's watching us take today. He knows. Galilean wedding, huh? Gonna come back and get us, huh? We break today, Lord, and we remember you, your broken body, and your promises that are still yes and amen. Let's take together. And this wine, this grape juice, is symbolic that you sealed your covenant, Lord. Not with the blood of a bull or a goat, but with your own blood. And we lift the cup to you, Jesus. We remember. And I want to say on behalf of our church, Lord, we can't wait. They can have it all. They can have, they can have the dog Jake. They can have everybody. They can have it all. We just want to be home with you. Let's take together. Right now, 11.32. I've spoiled y'all. Y'all been getting out even earlier than that. I'm going to play one song. Josh, I wasn't going to do it, but I think I want to play that one, if you will. Because we got some people in here that get happy, and they like to get happy. So I like to cry happy. That's when I'm real happy, when I cry happy.
We are going to see the King soon and very soon. We are going to see the King. Hallelujah. Oh, lift your voice, saints. No more dying there. Wonderful week. God bless you.